and welcome to Wonderfulism with D&D Pod. You're probably looking at the title of this episode that you just downloaded and are listening to and are like, hey, what's going on? And now you're like, hey, Tyler's not doing his normal intro thing. What's going on there? Well, this week we're doing something a little different. We just hit our two-year anniversary of Wonderful Somewhat D&D podcast. It's crazy. We're excited. We've got a lot of fun things in store uh, for this month, including if you follow us on Instagram, which if you don't, this is your time. uh, This is your message to go follow us. We've been uh, promoting. We have new merch that'll be dropping this month. Uh, You would have seen on Monday the full designs. We have the Somewhere God Sneezes shirt, Mm. which is kind of taking an homage of wolf shirts and whatnot. (laughs) And we have uh, Home is Where Your Brothers Are. Uh, which is designed with a fun. Uh, my my partner Callie designed a fun, like almost like a cross stitching kind of design, making it look like it's stitched onto a pillow. Um, so you should be following us on Instagram. Um, but this week, as for another fun new thing for you, we have been wanting to do this series for a while. Um, Kyle unfortunately is not with us this week. Uh, he's he died passed to, to the great he'll beyond. Be, he'll be fine <laughs> he, yes, we have our We're necromancers on, yeah. on retainer, mm-hmm. uh, working on bringing him back. Yeah. It's just Matt, Jeremy, and I. Uh, but we are here to introduce a brand new series that you know will we'll come around every now and then called Somewhat Critical. Um, this is uh, a series where we're going to be taking a bit of a uh, a bit of uh, outside look on uh, tabletop RPGs and D&D and games and game design, writing, all those kinds of things. It's going to be more of a discussion-based kind of uh, episode rather than like a story-based one. But they're, they're, they're going to all vary. Uh, for for instance, uh, we've uh, part of this series, we want to um, try out smaller or less uh, less prominent uh, TCRPGs and kind of give our thoughts on them, like uh, th- those sorts of things. Uh, do either of y'all have anything you want to say? I'm kind of rambling here. Well, it's, I don't know if it counts as rambling. You're describing the concept <laughs> of the, what the fuck can I add in this situation? The point, you're not... Just We, we just, came up with the idea together. I just, just am trying to say, like, is there something, like, more succinct? If you're, like, like describing you, a board game to someone, you don't stop halfway through and go, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, do you do one of you guys want to talk? Well, uh, Jeremy like, might. Jeremy might. <laughs> so, <Fuck you. laughs> so in this episode, uh, this episode we are going to be focused a little more on the uh, campaign creation sort of uh, element of the thing. And the reason we're doing this is because I have uh, the opportunity ahead of me to introduce a number of uh, friends uh, to the game of D&D or tabletop RPGs in general um, really soon. My uh, brother and sister-in-law, as well as two of uh, Callie and I's close friends, I'm going to be leading the five of them in what will be for four of them their first ever time playing D&D. Actually, that's not true. I think Kobe played something. He had a... He, Kobe one time played a water genasi that in canon he decided was made out of lean. Uh, <laughs> I love but that. I don't think they played much, actually. I love that. Um, so I thought it would be fun for us to kind of discuss our thoughts on... Uh, I know, Matt, you have a little less experience with DMing, but even as a player of like new games, um, introducing new people, coming up with story, Mm -hmm. like preparing for D&D. And then uh, later on in the episode, we will uh, brainstorm uh, some story elements for that game that I will be doing with all of them. You know, I I just we're going to have fun. We're going to be kind of loosey goosey with this one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I will say I do think just as like the general for whenever you're introducing someone to tabletop the first thing you you have to have a very serious open and honest discussion about the fact that it is terminal um <laughs> and once you do it it's There's just no a thing back. you it's just a thing you have to do now for the rest of your life yeah because like i don't want to say it's an addiction yeah. But I was able to quit heroin and I'm still playing tabletop. <laughs> the thing is the thing is I want to ruin their lives. Mm-hmm. I want oh, them to the walk intro. away from this the game. Perfect. Yeah. I want them to walk mm-hmm. away from the game being like shit, I got to play another one of these. Oh, yeah. Or maybe, you know, I, I I kind of view the campaign with them as like a 
at most three sessions campaign mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because with new players they might they might be like you know what i'm kind of not loving this because yeah. so, you know not yeah. everybody is the same some people just don't like playing D D. you know yeah. that's fine you know i will say but, in my experience that isn't the thing that happens because as i said it is a virus that is terminal mm-hmm. uh more often than not i've the issue that i've run into is you need to make it to where it's okay for someone to just make a completely different character because they'll make a character and they'll get a couple sessions in and be like, I actually hate this and I would oh, like yeah. it to be a completely different thing now. Yeah. That's another reason why I'm kind of leaning toward a short like yeah. mini campaign as an introduction. And if they really like it, they want to make changes, expand yeah. it further. Yeah. yeah, Especially with newer players because like with newer players, you're not really – they don't really know what to expect. So like they might pick a character that they think would be fun, but like you actually start getting into it and you're just like, ah, fuck this. This fucking sucks. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. I have a question for you guys and Jeremy, especially just because you have so much experience. Yeah. You have a lot more experience than both of us. Your combined, XP is probably. real high. You're like yes, a level 99 I've infected Charizard. a number of, I've, I've infected yes. many. So, one thought I've had with uh, getting ready to prepare this campaign is for the some at least some of the players, some some of the first timers, kind of like asking them what kind of play experience they want to get out of it, and then just creating their character for them. Right? Have you? What do you think about things so, like that? Because it's so much to grasp for someone yeah. who. So I genuinely, yeah. uh, that is something that I've actually done a few times. And the issue I've run into with that. So first of all, I will say it actually is pretty effective. The only issue that happens is whenever you make the character for them, even if it's like the thing that they really wanted, at least conceptually, they're not very attached to it because of the fact that like Mm -hmm. they didn't help create it. Uh, And the other issue is like the character creation process the reason it's like kind of a slog is because it's getting all of your like feats and abilities and all that kind of stuff. But then whenever you get to the game, you have to know that stuff anyway. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So like, it's one of those things where like you can make them avoid the slog, but then they're just going to not be they're then going to end up with a character that vaguely feels how they wanted it to, but they don't understand how it works. Yeah. And they're not very emotionally attached to it because they haven't spent like mm-hmm. time into it. I honestly think the best thing is to just just basically like make a very simple character mm-hmm. and then just be like, and if you decide you don't like this, we can we can play around. We can change mm-hmm. it like it's not a big deal. Like Do you think it would be better for like people or newer players to maybe not start with D and D proper and like start with something like a monster of the week where like the rules are very, very simplified and like, Um, and it's very like simple outcomes. You know what I mean? Like where you're getting more into like the actual, like, uh, I guess like role play of it where you're, you're not getting so like rulesy about it. I think, I mean, I, I think so. I feel like uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's how, Tyler, isn't that how you started with TTRPG? Uh, so uh, technically, I started with the Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. So, oh um, yeah, yeah. But then we switched over to uh, the Tavern Tales. Is mm-hmm. that what it was called? I think it's, that's what it was called. Yeah. Yes. Which it was like a a super baseline. It honestly was mm-hmm. still in beta when we played it. I think, but it was like super bare bones skeleton mm-hmm. style, like you're saying, Matt, yeah. which I loved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also. I actually was just thinking about this in the car home the other day. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like there was some stuff that Mr. Richard did when he was DMing that now from what I know with DMing, I'm like, that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. And then I just had the realization uh, like yesterday that we were probably playing fourth edition because fifth edition came out in like the mid 2010s. Uh, wait, hold so on. I think I for tavern, ta- uh, tavern tales. Uh, no, no, no. no. Whenever we did switch to D and D. Oh god. No, no, no. We oh, god, did got switch got to D and D. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Gotcha. I didn't explain that yes. well. No, we did switch to D and D at one point, and I was just thinking yesterday, like there was some stuff that he did that I don't understand 
what we were doing and mm-hmm. thinking back we must have been playing fourth edition which i've not played uh since then if that was it's because i think fifth edition I came out I've, in like 2014 I've, we I've may only have played been playing fifth. pathfinder oh really i so i to be clear pathfinder and fourth edition play completely separately but i don't remember i don't remember this is a very internal memory yeah. conversation so uh but like Fifth edition uh, came out July 2014, so okay. it wouldn't have even been out whenever. No, no, it definitely that. wasn't fifth edition. But a lot of people didn't do fourth edition, like just completely skipped it because it was just it. Uh, I don't remember us having issues where, like, I don't remember us having like power, like daily power, week, like weekly power, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that, from my understanding of fourth edition, that's like a big mechanic of it is like mm. all the classes have like that. Mm. Yeah. And I will say, actually, uh, this is something that we might. uh, One thing we've talked about before is the Pokemon uh, tabletop actually (laughs) took this mechanic and I think did a good version of it. So, like, Mm -hmm. uh, if you remember when we tried that Mm -hmm. uh, and hopefully when we try it again, a mechanic of the Pokemon is like the strength of moves is like the stronger the move, the less often. And it's like once per day, once per scene, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. My understanding is that's basically how like all the fourth edition classes worked where oh, like they had stuff like that. It yeah. functionally, it, it streamlined things. The reason people did not like it is because at least with D and D it made all of the characters feel the same. Mm. Yeah. Like if your cleric is healing a D six, with their powers from God, but then yeah. like you have a sorcerer who does the same exact thing, but it's flavored yeah. differently, but it yeah. still gain a D six of health. Like it kind of like it makes it to where it's like, well, it kind of feels like there's nothing unique about any of this, and it's yeah, and that was yeah, a big sense. issue with it. Yeah. So, um, I I expect tangents to be yeah. a, a normal thing in these kinds of episodes. Um, but so uh, one one question I have for y'all is. When starting a new campaign, mm-hmm. uh, like as a player, mm-hmm. um, not so much as a DM, we'll get into DMing questions mm-hmm. in a bit. Um, but as a player, when starting a new campaign, what is something, wh- what is it that, and I, I the, the answer is a, lo- a number of things, obviously, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. what are some things that kind of help you to feel either connected to the story or like to get into what's happening like to I can mentally start. be into it i can yeah. start this one off so i feel like because i feel like i've only had a couple uh couple of introductions to new campaigns um like i'm not as experienced as like jeremy would be but like from my experience knowing the the world around and like my 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 best character building experience came from road to redemption because mm-hmm. we kind of not only I wouldn't even say that it was because we actually helped build it, but I think it was just because we understood it because we did help build it. Yeah. So because we understood everything about the world, like it kind of helped play a part into like, okay, this is why my character is like this. Not just, Oh, I want to make this guy who punches a lot of people like carve it. But, (laughs) but like, I, I just feel like I was able to connect a lot more to the world around uh, with that character. Um, yeah. So I feel like that's for me, the best way is like just really diving deep into the world building aspect of yeah. it. That's so interesting. I obviously this goes without saying we all loved p- doing the world building game. The uh, shoot, what was it called? Um, the, Oh my uh... God. Uh, I need to look it up. Tears of the Kingdom. Seconds to Mars. Breath of the Wild. Ocarina uh, Twilight, of Time. Twilight Princess. <laughs> Majora's Mask. Oh. Uh, Link's Awakening. Know. Fuck, Link's Awakening got me that one. Uh, the fucking The Sky Four one. Swords. The, the Skyward Sky Sword. Skyward so Sword. Great. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I'm almost there. The what was the fucking the one? Phantom where he, Hourglass. Was that the one where he could turn himself into a 2D image? Oh, uh, uh, that a was Link a Between link Worlds. A Link Between Worlds. Or a Link to the Past. No I, no, I think it was a Link. Well, I'm just saying another one. 
That was also uh, the one that was multiplayer, wasn't the it? Ground uh, itself, the ground itself. The yeah. ground itself. The ground itself. So when Got it. that was one thing, like when we First played the try. ground itself by <laughs> Everest Pipkin. I was thinking of uh, Mario games. My bad. Oh yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mario. We uh, I loved that experience, and I mm-hmm. totally agree. I felt so easily connected mm-hmm. to the world we were we were creating yeah because it was so collaborative mm-hmm. but i have a question yeah do you think that a game like that is too much that's a for... bad starter game oh definitely yeah. bad for i, I thought like, so too. i, oh, I just yeah, was yeah. asking but, like but the 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 concept i fully agree with which is uh and it's something that my wife did in the game we're running for her teacher friends mm-hmm. uh I'm sorry, our teacher friends. I don't know why I'm like isolating myself. <laughs> uh, I think they like me, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but uh, was she uh, made sure that like they got to add a piece to the world she made. So like she made yes. this whole world and then like, so like one of the characters, one of the people wanted to be like an orc from like a tribe, like how they have in like Skyrim and stuff, how mm-hmm. they're like kind of these like little regimented tribes but they're not like mm-hmm. they're like well established kind of things and that wasn't in the world originally she incorporated it in so that mm-hmm. uh he could yeah. have that and like that kind of thing by letting players like add a piece it adds a lot of that investment yes. feeling that you get yeah. that being yeah. said the full like everyone cooperatively working together with the world i yeah. think is awesome yeah. i just think in my head, at least, it seems like it would be a bit overwhelming for someone who... Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. a big part of the transition is just, oh, okay, I have to be creative. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's yeah. just not... It's really hard because of the concept of you're playing a game, but also you're making a lot of bullshit mm-hmm. up as yeah. part of the game. Is a It's a transition that is mm-hmm. not easy for people to make. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, kind of dipping their toes in a little bit there is a great way to like yeah yeah i feel like it's important uh for like dms that are uh bringing in new players too like because like a new player doesn't really know what to expect so like they don't know what to think about um so i think it's really important for dms to be able to like have a conversation or send out a list of questions and you know be like hey what kind of like person is this guy gonna be like where where do you think he would be from like that like simple questions like that like just like what type of i don't want to say background that's too general but like kind of piecing together questions that can kind of help lead into character creation i feel like that's very important too um especially with newer players well, that, that, that poses a great question. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I would like to extend this also to the audience. If you have like good tips and stuff or thoughts on these kinds of things, shoot us a email message or something like, because like, this is all, everyone has different like philosophies for mm-hmm. how they run games and how they interact with these sorts of things. That brings up a good question that I want to ask y'all. Do y'all have any good, like, framing questions that helps new players wrap their head around the idea of creating their character mm-hmm. kind of like you kind of brought up mm-hmm. like not just being like what kind of guy do you want to play yeah like do you have any like good ideas for like questions to help them get in the mindset of like just like a broad example yeah. like okay your guy witnesses someone robbing a bank mm-hmm. how does what, he personally what react would he to do that? like yeah like, like that's is a he great someone who wants to get in the fray that's is a very he someone good that wants to call the police or hot like yeah. you know what i mean like i feel like people probably i feel like those kinds of questions are probably more effective than oh, just definitely. like what kind of guy do you want to play yeah definitely putting because i know putting, it's a stereotype i when yeah. i first started i remember being overwhelmed by the mm-hmm. idea of what do you mean i could do anything yeah mm-hmm. like yes definitely like th- and that was a that was a great example like putting in like scenarios like okay so you're walking in a bar and you see like um a whole bunch of people at the bar like kind of overcrowding where do you go like questions yeah. like that like mm-hmm. like kind of starts to get the player to think about those types of things so yeah i i will say i think this is kind of just jumping off of this as the best thing and i'm not sure how easy this would be to kind of 
push across to new players, but the best way to have fun as a player is to be completely willing to wherever your whatever your original concept was to let it fall if the like the way the story is going mm-hmm. doesn't work with that. Yeah. Like there's I Definitely. there's been so many situations where like oh I'm making a serious character. Oh, there's a lot of goofy shit and he's rolled like critical ones like eight times in a row. Like (laughs) he can't be like, he dropped his sword and then stabbed himself. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, he can't be a serious character. Like I just have to like just leaning in and going with the flow of like what happens. Cause I've seen a lot of people have lost interest because of the fact that they have the idea of the character they want to play and they get into the world thinking it's going to perfectly sync up, but then it just keeps rubbing against and there ends up being Mm. like this conflict. And it's not, it's not like anyone's fault. No one did anything wrong in creation or world building or anything. It's just sometimes like the dice just have your character behave differently from how Mm -hmm. they should behave. Like uh, a great example is the, the, uh, the suave dude we did for like that bank robbery thing where I was, I was supposed to be playing this charismatic person. I'm not charismatic and I'm bad at words and stuff. (laughs) So every time I had him talk, he ended up sounding just creepy. Like, yeah, yeah, like a creepy asshole. Like, just Mm -hmm. like, he's just gross. And then like, (laughs) and and then after like a couple of times that I was like, you know what? Let's just lean into him being really gross. And like (laughs) his charisma is entirely just because he happens to be attractive, Mm. but also he's a gross person and you still don't want to be around him. Yeah. Well, it it also makes me, it kind of reminds me of like to bring an analogy to like sitcoms and TV Mm. in that writers say all the time that characters kind of gain a life of their own. Mm -hmm. Like as much as you have intentions for your character, they become their own thing and sort of write themselves in that their decisions like become clear as they become more fully developed. Mm -hmm. Like and a perfect example of a bad job at this is always Ted and how I met your mother. (laughs) I adore how I met your mother. Don't get me wrong, but the creators refused to see that Ted had changed, Barney had changed, yeah. these sorts of things. And they but they were so stuck to their guns, Ted was gonna end up with Robin. They already filmed it in season one. Like they decided to stick to their guns instead of acknowledging that the characters aren't what they had intended at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it goes when writing long term, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that translates pretty directly what to what you're saying, Jeremy. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I, it's just a, it's a big thing where like that is a great like PSA that I wish I and to be clear I hadn't done this before but it's something that I should probably start doing with newer players it's just like we're gonna come up with a cool concept for your character let it change also mm-hmm. no dark at ed- no brooding edgy corner characters that's just a <laughs> yeah. general no there's no character every time I've had new players mm-hmm. like half of the players try to make a brooding character to hang out in the corner and there's literally i had one game where there were four players and three of them were dark brooding so i was (laughs) just like the three of the four corners of every tavern were already occupied by these fuckers (laughs) brooding in the corner and it made everything like it yeah as you can imagine that campaign collapsed very quickly because whenever you make a bunch of characters who don't work well in groups it kind of fucks up a group game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any like fun ideas or ways to get around that problem or to solve that problem? So other, other than start over or quit. So, uh, so <laughs> honestly, the only thing I can, the only thing that I have like, that's been effective is if I'm just straight up with them to start like at character yeah. creation, just like, listen, don't make a corner character. Don't make an edgy character. Like, you yeah. can have edge, but everyone, for whatever reason, at least in my experience, a lot of people like to like their first character to be that dark brooding thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do think it's somewhat from a just like 
that's much easier to get into a game with because mm-hmm. those characters are inherently kind of being brought along with the story rather yeah. than yeah. leading it. That's and so it point. makes it it makes it easier. So it's not something where it's like it's incomprehensible why they're doing it. It's yeah. it's just a thing where it's an easy yeah. trap to fall into that it's just it's not an effective character for group having player. a game where it's group. Yeah. I will say yeah. the the uh the one thing if you're in that situation where like it's already too late, you've got a bunch of characters who are edgy characters who don't work well together, uh take all their shit. And I I mean that literally. Like have the story take all their shit. Because <laughs> the way you get a bunch of characters who don't like to work together in a group is like Robbing them, making it to where they're all pissed off at someone specifically. <laughs> uh, it's it is the thing that always gets the brooding characters mm-hmm. like, oh, why are these edge lords working together? Well, because Steve over there took all of their magic items and won't <laughs> give them back because he's a dick. I love <laughs> and it's that. like that works. I will yeah. say, make sure you don't. I highly recommend don't take it away in a permanent way because that ends up kind of like disheartening the characters because like they just started and it's like so mm-hmm. all this stuff i just got is now just gone forever yeah and it, it's like yeah. it can end up being so like take it away but make it still exist and that one guy steve over there has it and he's a dickhead <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea hear me out a dark brooding corner character they're a warlock their patron Forces them to go do stuff. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> that sounds like really a, fun. You mean my mom? Yeah. <laughs> you don't make me do stuff. <laughs> um, that's so funny. I think. I think. I Matt, feel you're like a dark brooding kind of guy. I very much am. God damn, I am. But I feel like I was able to because with uh, Eldritch, I was able or Eldritch, Eldritch, yeah, uh, Eldritch blast. God damn, yeah. Uh, with Eldritch. Um, I feel like I was able to make that type of character, but still make him where like he was but able. I don't think to... he was like brooding. I think no. he not was brooding, like, but he was like haunted. Yes, you know. I like, feel like yes, I feel like there's... he was he was more. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, I feel like he was more like. God, I just cannot think of the word right now. Like he was like Aragorn. from. A little bit, like just like like away. he he's wandering because he's sad. Yes, yeah, yes. but like he's getting shit done. That's yes. an important distinction. Like there's there's the the corner character who's mm-hmm. in the corner because society just doesn't get them, and oh, then there's okay. the corner yes. character who's in the corner because nobody's hanging out with me, yeah. and I feel and like my, it's my, my fault. friend. My friend <laughs> turned into a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. girlfriend's dad won't let me marry her because I'm a human. Uh-huh. Because like, I'm a human. That's a very, they're both <laughs> or whatever the he is. They're both in the corner, but the two yeah. take the call to action much differently. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is my moment to prove I'm not a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that so, works yeah. well, way better. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like even just having like like a dynamic reason to be a brooding character is so much more interesting. Like, I feel like if it's just like, Oh man, I want to be a brooding character. And like, I want to be in the corner. I want to be the cool yeah. guy. Like, you know, Hey, you want to, you want a cigarette, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, like I'm I feel in the corner like, cause I'm selling drugs. Yeah. Having, having a story. <laughs> what about to... a sundial? <laughs> a sundial. God damn. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Have, have reference. It, yeah. Have a connection to why, you know, why yep. that character would be brooding, even that helps out a lot, I feel like. Yeah. Not just like, so, oh, he's brooding because it's cool. <laughs> yeah. So to get into the DM side of it slash writing side of it, mm-hmm. um, do y'all have any like fun ideas for like uh, other than like we talked about like excuse me other than like we talked about like with giving them or allowing them to add something to the world to make them feel connected is there anything like with you know getting into session one or session zero or whatever that you think like works really well for like setting up everything like some people i've seen on i've I'm, i've been on dnd tiktok for a while you know mm-hmm. and i've seen a lot of people talk about like i saw one guy talk about this really interesting thing he did where he let them create their character sheets 
and then he gave them like level 15 character sheets uh, or something like that as well. And he basically played like an open cutscene with them, like that set up the dungeon and the big bad mm-hmm. and stuff like, like things like that. Do y'all have any like thoughts on like opening up a story, opening up a campaign or something like that? Uh, just to the another thing that I haven't had to, I haven't used yet, but I do think it's a good, it's a very good concept that I'd like to potentially mm-hmm. play around with. Is also on D and D TikTok. You should just check that out. Uh, but anyway, actually, don't get on TikTok. There's lots of great creators. Once you yeah, download it, ignore never... TikTok. Otherwise, D and D TikTok. It's I good. see so much it's good stuff. Good. Like ninety percent of my Quincy. TikTok has been D and D. And Baldur's Gate content. Uh, but, uh, so the idea was like every character you make gets one I know a guy. Uh, where Oh, yeah. Basically, I think I might have seen this. Where it's basically just like, you know, at some point in the story, there's going to be a problem. And you are allowed one time to be like, my character actually <laughs> knows a guy who might be able to help with this kind of thing. Got yeah. you. That's like, interesting. Oh, like, oh, we need to find this magic item. Oh, my guy actually knows a wizard who might be able to help us track it down. Like yeah. you get one thing like that. And like it kind of helps then start building engaged. those connections too. Yeah. Yeah. And it also it the the concept at least is to it'll also like get them engaged where like they're gonna be much more interested in the story whenever they know I only get to do this once. Is this the right moment to do yeah. it? Like how mm-hmm. the like dilemma. Be, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes them it it hopefully it'll make the character, the players more engaged with problem solving because mm-hmm. they don't want to use this card unless they have to. So they're like, okay, I need to, yeah. how do we solve this? Can we get through it? this without me yeah. having yeah. to do that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just imagine a campaign where like all of the characters get to like use their, like, I know a guy yep. on uh, the final boss. <laughs> I mean, y'all have, y'all have had many like, effectively many i know a guy mm-hmm. cards on wonderful mm-hmm. but with the mystery nut yep. the hourglass uh. like y'all have things like that mm-hmm. that like i am so interested to see what happens with the hourglass for instance yeah. you know uh, if, if i know, can because uh, we're not here i haven't oh, go ahead. used it yet is because i am there hasn't been something good big enough well, for one it, there hasn't been something big enough two I have barely referenced it ever because my hope is that everyone forgets I have it. Yeah. So it can be a big, like, I, oh, I get it is too but powerful. I, think- <laughs> I will never forget you have that. I need you to know that I it's know. not going to slip past me. Uh, uh, well, it, it could there's slip past a, me in I the sense like of a- you could use it on something. I never would have thought you would have used it on because like, I could absolutely see you just doing something really stupid and being like, yeah. that was a dumb mistake yeah. to use it for this. I will say the, the, my, lots of emotional stakes with something like that. I feel like just as a very side tangent thing, I feel like Alandi more than any of the other characters has had the most like, I figured out a way to break Ty- what Tyler's trying to do with something. <laughs> the fucking really cool rock has broken so many situations. Honestly, I forget about that rock so the goddamn much. God, and really the thing shouldn't. is, though, the like, man, okay, so the man this behind is, the curtain power. Oh, oh my God, yeah, that one has screwed me that once or twice. <laughs> the, here's the thing, though. The thing I love about magic items and stuff, obviously, I know in D&D, like magic items, are to be used sparingly because they can become so overpowered. They yeah. add such an incredible element of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, and obviously here, yeah. here's the thing. If you're, if you're listening two years into this podcast, like, you know this by now, but the only thing I care about is us having a good time mm-hmm. and telling a fun story. Like I could give two shits about the rules of D and D. Yeah. We yeah. honestly like have already talked about scrapping D and D and playing a different game in campaign two. Mm-hmm. Like I have, you know, like, because that's not ultimately important. Yeah. Like what's important is, and what's important with these kinds of games in general is the connection with other people mm-hmm. telling stories and just having a good time. Like the mm-hmm. reason we do this is because the four of us like playing D and D and we've been friends for like 15 years. <laughs> like yeah. that, like that's so much more important than like the hard and fast like mm-hmm. rules of things, you know? Like I started giving you like shopping episodes and mm-hmm. the movies and all of that because I knew it those things are exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even though you didn't use the bigger knife, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was still exciting to hear like, oh, that's such a fun idea. Yeah. Like, you know, like 
Yeah. And it presents so many new opportunities for creative problem solving and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. And, and uh, just to, as a kind of just a bouncing off, because while we're talking about like, because I feel like this is this kind of uh, starter episode to this new series. Yeah. In part is us kind of trying to give D and D with like just tabletop wisdom in general. Yeah. Uh, I think the situation that happened the first time we, I think it was the first time we used a really cool rock to just skip the mimic room is a perfect (laughs) example of like, because Tyler, it was beautiful. It's a very fun concept. The idea was good, bad execution on my part. And listen, as a man who made a maze within a maze one time, (laughs) I thought the concept was fun and then we did it. And I was like, this is actually a fucking slog. Listen, uh, here's another writing tip. <laughs> You're not always going to do great. Like that episode is so good yeah. if you take out the mimics or if you cut down the mimic stuff. Yeah. yeah, I hate that you have to skip the mimic stuff to get to the room of sacrifice where yeah. Alandi dives. Th- like that scene is so good. Yeah. And I hate that I ruined and that episode. I think about going back of- and editing out and be like, go to YouTube. If you want to listen to the full thing of this, <laughs> I will say, I actually, I think it's one of those things where I, I think granted, I wish I would have thought of it sooner, but like part of the thing, part of the fun of that episode specifically for me, at least, is the fact that Alande just kept getting bitten by shit. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's, f- and it was funny and it wouldn't have been funny if it yeah. weren't for the fact that like, it just kept happening. Now, granted, I have to imagine it's funny that we were getting annoyed at the, t- it taking so long too. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, yeah, but like the fact that like our mimics going to be affected by the really cool walk. I don't know. Like, man, but like, and also it's like a good idea. Would it have worked? Like, does, does the rule I mean, of cool is where I live. Well, yeah, I, I, that's why I was, I think yeah. as a DM stepping back and being like, are the rules worth the, like it's killing the fun. This is yeah. a half, mm-hmm. this is a half baked idea that will solve the problem and be entertaining. So yeah, sure. Yeah. The really cool rock Honestly, works. There's your, so your many jar, things. Your jar, sure, it can make gasoline. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Why not? There's like, so many things I look back on in this podcast, especially because I just re-listened. Um, and I, I think like, man, why did I do that? Or like, I had a character live on like three health. I should have just let him kill it there. Yeah. Like, there's so many little things like that that are podcasting adds such an interesting dynamic to D and D, in that like. We are in a, and it, it helps that we're doing this for us and for fun. We're not making money and mm-hmm. there's not a lot of pressure on us mm-hmm. right now. Whereas like you, there is a interesting dynamic, especially as the DM of, I don't want to be wasting our audience's time mm-hmm. for listening. And there are like that moment is a perfect example of where I was like, God, what are we doing here? Like, not only am I wasting y'all's time, I'm wasting our audience's time, mm-hmm. you know? And and it's very nice that our audi- our audience is so small that I don't feel any real pressure. <laughs> like, I do feel a lot of pressure. Don't get me wrong. Don't get like, bigger. I want, no, I, my attempt, my goal is to put out a good product. And I think mm-hmm. we do. Um, but it, it it's really interesting uh, from a logistical standpoint as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, just, yeah. <laughs> so that being said, we're 43 minutes in. God, let's get into the next section. Yes. So Matt and Jeremy. Yes. I just to reset it up. I am going to be DMing a campaign yeah. for Callie's brother and sister, one of her brothers and her sister, and two of our other friends as well as Callie. Um, it is uh, four new people, really three new people. Kobe's technically played, but not really. And Callie's played a few times. She's mm-hmm. listened to all the podcasts, Adventure Zone. Callie's very familiar with how D&D works. Mm-hmm. She played with us, you know, when we played the yeah. uh, Monster, Monster of the Week of back the week. in the day. Mm-hmm. We've played some one-offs with some friends before. I'm not worried about her. I want to create a compelling 
I feel like at max, like three or four session Mm -hmm. and they aren't recorded so they can be longer than an hour. So really it could be like a two or three session campaign Mm -hmm. that is not only welcoming to new players, but also to people who aren't super into fantasy. Mm -hmm. Not that they're not into fantasy, Mm -hmm. but Callie's sister and I don't know Walker's wife very personally, um, but I... Like, let's say that, like, the extent of their fantasy knowledge is, like, they watch Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, like, maybe they watched Game of Thrones just because everyone did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't, but, yeah. you know, you get my point. So, like, I want us to brainstorm some hook, story hooks, some settings. It doesn't need to be hard fantasy. Like, mm-hmm. I, one of the main ideas I've had is kind of like riffing on uh so dimension 20 did did y'all uh jeremy did you ever listen to any of tiny heist yes 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 so i really like i feel like that feels very welcoming to like people who aren't huge on fantasy doing something mm-hmm. like that and i could easily like like yeah like fake the rules of D D, like mm-hmm. the character creation to do something like that something that feels more like more uh you know what I'm saying? Yes. More, uh, I can't think of the word. My brain isn't working. Natural. Uh, accessible. Okay. Accessible. <laughs> uh, so the de- definitely, and I think I, I'm trying to remember the beginning of Tiny Heist, but either way, I definitely think a big thing, and it's a lesson I have had to learn the hard way, Yeah, is um, especially with new players, make make the initial task extremely clear. Like, mm-hmm. okay. they're already learning, they're getting into a new thing, they're getting, they're having to learn all these new systems. Don't, on top of that, be like, and anyway, what are you doing? You're in town. Good morning. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, make what is, like, make the problem clear, make the mm-hmm. solution clear, honestly. Yeah. Uh, because they're learning how to interact with the world, mm-hmm. so yeah. don't like not that you can't not that it can't open up later but like and i think they did don't this with throw tiny them heist. into the lurch yeah like, like and i think yeah. they did this with tiny heist but like it was very clear like we're doing a heist like that's mm-hmm. the thing is a heist so yeah. get into the mind of this is yeah. going to be a heist I, I think even so heist i i could see where like that could potentially go a little sideways just because yeah. like Mm-hmm. Only because there are so example, many. Yeah, yeah. But the like we tried a heist and yeah. we're all experienced, oh, and yeah. it wasn't a heist. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think something where no like, janitor's closets. I think no. something where it's like you're in a town. Uh, there's a job board. Um, all the characters are coming in on this like job posting. Yeah. Something like that where it's like oh the the town needs help like doing a thing and like. It's very clear, yeah. like, this is where you go. This is how to do yes. it. Talk to this person um, for some extra, like, you know, they, they've had experience to it. Oh. Oh. And Matt went to the Shadow Realm uh, on the word experience. Uh, Matt died. So Matt my power went out. <laughs> oh. Yikes. Yeah, I literally was mid-sentence and my power, my power just went out. My recording's still going, though, so. Your recording's still going. Hey, this is fun. Let let's get moving. Let's- oh yeah. So so basically, <laughs> essentially, I was talking about like. So essentially, I think it's important to have a task that's completely laid out, especially for brand yeah. spanking new like players who have very little experience with like fantasy in general. Um, have something that it ties it to a location. They don't have to travel very far. Um, there's a clear reward um, for each character as to why they would want to do it. Um, it could, it might not even be like that. They want the money. It might just be like, Oh, like I live here and I want to make sure that like, we're not yeah. dead in like an hour or two, you know? So like having those yeah. clear ties, I think helps bring in more, more variety of characters. It gives them a clear task. Um, and then along the way, you they won't know it but you can add in some twists so and you could do it slowly too so where it's like okay so they think they're going to do this but it actually turns out that it's this you know and that's kind of like 
adding in that creative aspect where like they can really start to think about, okay, well, what would my character do in this situation? You know, I think that's a very easy way to bring in like very brand new characters and players. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think like, uh, moral dilemmas, this is going to sound very toxic out of context. Moral dilemmas are fun. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, (laughs) definitely. Well, it's causing, I feel like moral dilemmas are really great in that they cause not 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 only does it cause you to think about how you feel about it, if they're able to get into their character, it's forcing them to think not only about themselves, but also like, yeah, but does this guy care about that? Like, mm-hmm. but obviously that comes after they're able to get into their character, which some people naturally are have an easier yeah. time than others. Like I fully expect like Walker, who's one of the guys that's gonna be doing the campaign. To, he seems like the kind of guy who's like going to pop right into his character mm-hmm. and have a good time, even though he's never played. Um, so here is what I'm thinking, what my yes, current let's... thought is for the campaign. Yeah. I want y'all to give me honest thoughts as to what doesn't work or yes. if you have good ideas for something to me, for me to put in this. Mm-hmm. Like I want our listeners to fully just get a look into each of our creative processes, how we think of these kinds of things. About it. So, for uh, context, like I said, Maggie and Hannah are the two that I feel like I have to win over. Mm-hmm. They're not that they're like they both have expressed yeah. individual interest in playing, but yes. they're the two I know the least about. I know Maggie is interested. She loved uh, Callie is her sister, obviously. Callie says that she loves like imaginative play, like that's something mm-hmm. that she really gets. So I feel like she'll love it, but I have to win her over. Because yeah. that's just how that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Um. So I was thinking of taking a page from Tiny Heist book and basically setting the campaign. Well, so here's the hook that I had in my mind while I was driving yeah. yesterday, just yeah. thinking about it. We have all of them as like little kids. Maybe they're like eight to ten years old, living in a neighborhood mm-hmm. in Southern Louisiana, just since that's where we're from, yeah. and. Each of them, or they're all together exploring the swamp in something or something like that. And they come across this weird animal that is some sort of magical being in disguise. And this magical being magically turns them all into something of their choice, some sort mm-hmm. of animal or creature or thing. Like you could, like I'm going to present to them like things that, it, or I would, if, if y'all like this idea, yeah. like present to them things that exist in a swamp, like a mushroom guy, yeah. or you could be <laughs> a possum it. or a turtle. And like, kind of, I, I feel like I could easily link each of these things to a D and D race. Like mm-hmm. as far as like character building wise, yeah. like a, like a raccoon could easily be like a barbarian, you know, like, mm-hmm. or like a cat could be a rogue or, you know, you know what I'm getting yes. at? Yeah. Um, yeah. I could pretty easily fudge the, the stats to fit things like that. Mm-hmm. And those creatures feel more, obviously are more familiar because they're real, yeah. but those things kind of feel like I'm not suddenly for someone who's not huge into fantasy. I'm not mm-hmm. suddenly being like goblins and orcs yeah. and yeah. high elves and wood elves. Yeah. And y- y- you know what I mean? Like that is kind of my thought. Yeah. What do you, what do y'all think about doing that's, something like that's that? That's a, that's a pretty good idea, especially since like, like there's a certain personality to those like creatures. So like, you know, a yes. cat might be a little more like reserved, like, you know, very like maybe pretentious, you know, um, like, yeah. And we kind of see that in like uh, a good example is like uh, you speak with animals spell. Like when anytime you talk to like an animal in like Baldur's Gate or something, and it's like each each like animal has a different personality, and like it's kind of like just from their like physical like how they react, you know. So I think that's a great yeah. idea, honestly. I I I think I also I really like this. I think what you should do because this will also minimize the character creation. I think you should tell them they get to pick the animal. You are going to pick the powers. So they get to pick like, or not just animal. Like you said, it could be mushroom. Yeah. They get to pick the thing. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to, cause I, I think the, the, the way this idea, at least to me works the best is 
they touch these creature or they touch this creature or whatever, whatever the explosion doesn't matter necessarily the yeah. exact the Logistically, Power Rangers moment where they get their God, power yes. cuffs yes. or whatever. Uh, they have to then, morph, by the way, to use their power. <laughs> 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 and they can get make a Megazord. And it's, uh, anyway, God, yes. they should they should like start to basically. I feel like it would work best if like they start to show signs after they get back, like nothing's going on, and then like, oh, I sprouted a mushroom on my shoulder. And like they basically mm. like, and then the campaign, so almost like a Goosebumps book, yeah, style, yeah, like that. Like I, I I'm getting hairy, I'm getting yes, hair in places I don't recognize, and then I'm a dog tomorrow. And it turns out you were a dog the whole time. Best twist of yeah. any book ever. God, uh, let's go. <laughs> let's do some animal. He was a dog shit. afraid of dogs, and he was hiding in a tree at the beginning, which doesn't make sense if he was a dog. But he's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, uh. <laughs> Anyway, like have the I think that would be good because then you also have the clear like, oh, what is their goal? To go find that weird magic thing to make this stop happening. Yeah. yeah. But like because then you can also like you can bump them up as needed, where like you're giving them here's a better yeah. mushroom power, a better mushroom power kind of thing. So here's what I'm thinking as far as like the go. campaign goal. Okay. And Maybe y'all can help me figure out if this works, if there's a good way to approach something, those kinds of things. My thought is, and really this is just my first thought. I haven't put any deep thought into it. So be as critical as you want. Mm -hmm. My thought is they are turned into these creatures. They kind of discover that as these creatures, they're able to kind of recognize the swamp as this whole like civilization mm -hmm. as it is really just, we don't recognize it as such, obviously as people, um, because ecosystems really often. Oh, I think I oh, missed just just to briefly pause. I think I misunderstood. You're saying they go and then they're eight year olds in they... the real world, and yes. they turn into magically. But, but they are like they're not. Oh, I'm an eight year old and I'm starting to get frog powers. I'm an eight year old now. I'm a frog in the swamp and I don't know what. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's very yes, fun. Yes. I like that too. I do like yeah. that. That was like they're suddenly a part of this civilization. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So my thought they got fern gully for some reason I <laughs> don't yeah honestly is that fern gully I don't know um, kind of I and I don't know why this is where what my brain wants to do is this civilization they kind of show up here they talk I, I'm gonna let them explore talk to some people that whole biz and I think it would be fun I don't know why this is the story my brain wants to do but. The leader slash president, whoever of this civilization, gets assassinated, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I'm, and juxtapose the cutesy animal <laughs> swamp aesthetic with political turmoil. Oh my god! And have them need to so like the princess frog meets World War One. I. I like it. Well, <laughs> honestly, like I kind of I and, and I really want to. A big part of what I want to do to win over all these players is like over prep a little. Like I want to draw their characters. I want to uh, like get mm. it really into a lot of those kinds of things. And uh, I kind of the picture the big bad being this weird magical frog that just floats around. But like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. God. What, Can what, you what please do think? make do you his think? like legs like really long and like like floating around. I was picturing around. them long and floppy. Like yeah. they, he doesn't yeah. use them. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I think I oh, I, I really like that idea. Frog that doesn't hop. I'm a little yeah. jealous that we can't play that, but <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, well, it started off as an idea for a one shot for us, but uh, I just haven't honestly, thought about it since. I think we kind of did a little bit with the Halloween. That was like True. those monsters. True. Yeah. I'm not knocking it. It was fun then too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. a little different, but yeah, true. Um, so when it comes to Jeremy, I would love your thoughts on this, especially mm -hmm. as someone who's DM'd a bunch as well. Mm -hmm. Um, something, nerd, yes, yeah. Uh, something I feel like I always struggle with is figuring out how to handle short-term mysteries. Yes. Um, mm. It's easy to handle long-term mysteries, I feel like, especially mm -hmm. on our show. Mm -hmm. Like, 
if I post something as like vague and mysterious in one episode, knowing I won't deal with it for another 15, <laughs> it's easy to yeah. just like casually mention it again. So y'all are like, yeah, what was that about? Like, that's easy. <laughs> if we're talking like two, three sessions of the president just got assassinated, what do we do about that? Right. What, do you have any thoughts on those sorts of storytelling, so, DM storytelling elements? So at least with my at least in my opinion and you guys are the ones actually going through magic manor right now i'm not yeah. sure how, I think oh yeah is which be- is a big mystery yeah right now uh, so the way i have that set up and it seems to be engaged it seems to really have you guys engage is it's a bunch of tiny little mysteries that each like are like like you get the answer and then you're like okay but what that's not helpful yet. <laughs> like, yeah. So like, uh, when like the bathroom and like the, yeah. like, like the all bathroom, of the little like, things you're saying, why are, why are the, why are the bat? What's, what's going on? Why, why is all the food sending people to the bathroom? Why, uh, like, yeah. Why does it seem like the waiters are like in this hive mind? Like, what's the point of the hive mind thing? Like, mm-hmm. why is this one waiter not <laughs> like, yeah. why is yeah. he just like a child? That's also there. Like yeah. what's up with it? Like so, like presenting like little pieces of mysteries mm-hmm. for you to solve. That yes, and will to all come like together you, at the end. Where like you get uh, basically do Lost, but not the end of Lost. Do the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the good part of Lost. The good parts of Lost. And <laughs> I will say, uh, a- at least with me, uh, I came up with the big mystery first, which I think Lost was kind of against that kind of concept, yeah. uh, where they just kind of made a the bunch opposite of, little, of how I met your mother. If they you made a, little, a bunch of bullshit, and they were like, "Well, now we have to connect it all." Don't do that. <laughs> Don't I made do that. The, I made purgatory. The, I made the big concept first, and then I was like, let's make a bunch of little mysteries that kind of. Yeah. And you can have some stuff that isn't even like. There are mysteries that like help get them to the big thing. Yeah. But I will say, in that situation, that is specifically for like that, where it is a mystery game by like mm-hmm. necessity. Yeah. But you can take those individual mysteries and like kind of just pull them out. Um, kind of a good example of like uh just a game that does this really well is just uh this is the first time we're referencing it this episode but legend of zelda does it really well we're like (laughs) there's just there's just like a bunch of puzzles that like help Mm -hmm. you advance but like sometimes they come in they like add up to something later but sometimes they're just like yeah it's just a little thing and here's a little reward sometimes you gotta go back Sometimes you got to like remember things and go back. Not if you're, not if you're fucking. Yeah, doing I think. Walkers. Oh, God. I think a good word out of what you just said, especially is the reward mm-hmm. part of that is I think a big thing, which I feel like in our show we do generally well or I do generally well. I, I think it totally depends because we're also invested. So mm. it's a little different. Mm-hmm. But I think making sure that there is tangible reward, even if it's just a like dopamine hit of like, Mm -hmm. hell yeah, we did that kind of, you know, like I feel like that is such a big thing in tabletop that keeps you coming back is the feeling of like, fuck we, that was, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In any moment where you, any moment where you see a player, like really start to engage, even if it doesn't, necessarily work bend it a little bit to where it does work because you you never want to you never want to discourage that yeah you never want to discourage creative thinking or just any kind of engagement Mm -hmm. stuff like yeah those moments especially with new players that is key because like a veteran player like you can tell them to fuck off every now and again it's fine but like with a newer player they're just getting like that is their moment that could potentially be their deal breaker moment where like if you reward that moment then they're they're gonna be hooked for life. If you like tell them no, that's dumb, they're mm-hmm. done. They're done. They try like that was their moment to engage and you stepped on it. Yeah. And I especially with something where it's like, like that can it can really fuck you if you're doing like a long-term campaign. Mm-hmm. But especially for something where it is a short campaign by necessity, let it go sideways. It's fine. Like if they're yeah. If they're engaged with it and it ends up going sideways, that's fine. Your next one, you can be like, this one's gonna uh be a this one's gonna be a little bit more structured, so y'all aren't gonna be able to do as yep. much shenanigan. But like yeah. now they're into it already. 
Yeah. So do you think then if... Like, if they want to help assassinate the next president, like, let them. <laughs> so, so do you think that... Um, because that's an interesting thought that I think I agree with while I'm thinking about it. Do you think that failing your first campaign and like if everyone died that it would feel it, it obviously if it if it's handled appropriately and respectfully to their time and effort and stuff do you think that that can feel like similarly rewarding or i think as long as it as long as it flows as long as it feels I natural think, and not forced yeah, like it yes yes very much so because like if your player is like, I've had one of my favorite little uh, moments where like I had someone who was like playing a minotaur and they hadn't, they were used to playing in a campaign where like the DM basically like if they had an idea, he would like just let them go with it. And it was very fun and it made a lot of big scenes, but it also ended up kind of breaking the like, because they, because it made basically it made it to where there was no challenge. And so you lost engagement from the other end where it's like, if it's, if there's no real problems, then there's no real solutions. Then mm-hmm. what am I even doing? Kind of thing. Yeah. And so like, basically the, this, this person, uh, they're still, they were still new player, but it was this moment where they were trying to sneak in and they were minotaur super strong. And they were like, all right, I would like to pry. The, I would like to pry the, floorboards up so i can sneak under which is super great and it's very fun but it was in the middle of the night and the whole point was it was a stealth operation so i was just like if you as a person can describe to me how to rip up wooden floorboards without making sound i will and so much it. so that a minotaur can fit yeah. underneath like yes, through it and underneath the floor minute, but like but the shenanigans that came from that, we ended up with a minotaur sized, a minotaur shaped yeah. hole in a fence where they had to run away and it was a perfect minotaur shaped hole in the fence. It, it reminds me of a, a, a little guy. It reminds me of a little guy being like, what about a janitor's closet? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was so good. You, you never God. knew. You never know what's going to connect with people. What, what's going to. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. But like, Bruh, and that it shit was, was it so was the helpful. funniest thing where it was the funniest True. thing where as soon as I, as soon as I said that the player went, oh yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like it was that moment of like, as long as if you're trying to push back, as long as you frame it in like a, not like a, I'm not letting you do this for no reason. It is like, I'm cool with this. If you can explain to me person to person how this would work mechanically yeah and if if they give if they give an answer even if it's like a a half-baked answer if they give some kind of thing then go with it sure like that's but like if it's one of those things where it's just fully untenable then it's like well yeah like yeah cool god that's so you know what so now this is I think our... we successfully dodged helping you make this first session pretty well no hey <laughs> this was great We've said a lot I, of I wasn't and bullshit here, here's and, the thing here's the thing I wasn't sure how this episode was gonna go mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of write it out I think that this episode was much heavier on the beginner advice and thoughts yeah. on new campaigns mm-hmm. than it than the brainstorming quote unquote yeah. ended up being but I like that a yeah. lot so when is I, I just want to say um haven't said it yet Ooh. um I was waiting till the new year to kind of figure this stuff out. Um, I now that we've done this, I'm probably going to text them soon and be like, "Let me know what you're thinking as far as you know, uh, character or an a- an animal or a creature or something yeah. swamp related that you know strikes you." Um, but so for the audience, uh, if you're still listening, um, this series will uh, obviously won't won't be like an every week kind of thing because the focus is obviously wonderful proper and road to redemption i feel like those are the two big Mm -hmm. um the big things that we do um we will return uh shortly with wonderful proper however we have some uh more special stuff for you this month 
Uh, we have a uh, a short series being DM'd by our own Jeremy, as he's alluded to oh. in this episode. Oh, oh yeah. Bleep out some of those spoilers. I didn't even know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 if there's anything important, I will probably, this is yeah. going to come out on Wednesday. Um, we will be, uh, Jeremy will be uh, leading a short series for us uh, through this month. Um, and sometime in February, we will be returning to wonderful proper for a pretty big climactic potentially the end of season three i'm not i'm a little torn on if i want to end season three kyle and i have been we're talking a lot on this holiday vacation i think we're going to be ending season three here soon and go back to road to redemption for a little bit uh kyle's been doing some writing i love it i know same i i'm so excited to get back into all that but we have a lot of heavy wonderful stuff coming mm. up soon with your chase after sil- the silver-faced man uh-huh. <laughs> i'm so excited to see God, what happens thank you brad all for pitt get listening brad pitt <laughs> is on his way let's brad go. is on his way let's go brad once upon a time in hollywood more like once upon a time in the shell place let's go <laughs> anyway we love you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you two's help thinking through a lot of these kinds of topics. I wrote a bunch of notes. This was great. Somewhat critical. We'll return. If you have any TTRPGs that you want us to examine, play, um, kind of the way... Sorry, I know I'm signing off, but kind of the way we view this series working uh, in the future is kind of um, picking a TP, TT. TTRPG, um, learning the rules, talking about it kind of on air, playing a one-off, and then talking about our thoughts. Yeah. So this series in the future, unless we do more episodes like this, that's just kind of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Whenever we talk about new TTRPGs, they will probably be like three or four episode series. Um, but, you know, we, we, we got some time before that happens. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been uh, this has been wonderful. A somewhat D and D podcast. It was Legend of Zelda. I was thinking of oh, closed yeah, yeah, on yeah. Blores Day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye bye. Yeah. That's our that's closed our on Blur's days. Clo- closed on Blur's day. God, I tried to so blow it many, out almost. So many R's in that in that commercial. My God bad. Damn. My my, uh, my favorite bit of that. <laughs> my favorite bit of recording those commercials, which I'll put this as the tag at the end of the episode. I told Kyle this right until you, Jeremy, is we, Matt and I were recording and he was looking at the script and he kept really struggling with the word brew, which fair. Uh huh. And and your accent. In Carveth's accent, mm-hmm. brew is difficult. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just can't do it. We might need to change this word. And I was like, what do you mean we need to change this word? <laughs> the brew muta triangle, the thing we're promoting? Oh my God. Like, we can't change that word. And he's like, well, how do we even come up with this? I'm like, you said it. <laughs> you were the one that came <laughs> up with this. It was no. Your thing. no, no, that's he, not what I the said. The thing is, he said it the, the thing first is, time. Just the thing, all the but but the, the thing was, he didn't say it in character voice. Matt said it, yes. not Carveth. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like Matt came yeah. up with it, not Carvet. Yes, God. exactly. <laughs> okay, that's uh, all right. I'll yeah, that. I was very tired <laughs> recording Fair. that, but yeah. Honestly, yours I think came out as my favorite. Oh, really? <laughs> the the closed on Blur's days. Closed on Blur's days. It was. It's so it's funny. So fucking. <laughs>